investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 50 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. Um, So what we've seen this year being 2023 is that the market's really starting to show signs of of stabilising now. A lot of that's been to do with the fact that the um, supply levels uh, have dropped off significantly. Obviously, vendors who don't need to sell when the market's been slow through 2022 have decided that they'll hold on. Um, But the demand has remained fairly consistent, um, which has meant clearance rates have been hovering around the high 60s to early 70s. So, it's, it's fairly well balanced at the moment. It's not necessarily showing signs of growth at this point in time, but that, couldn't, that could be um, not all that far away. So given these increases in, um, in signs of competition for good quality properties, but also the lack of competition for things that are, that are compromised, which is what you tend to see in a, uh, in a more balanced market, both buyers and um, estate agents are looking for to either consider or encourage um, each other to buy um, or to sell a property before auction. So I thought today we could um, look at this scenario, look at both the positives and the negatives of doing this, and then also give you a bit of an understanding as to things that you should take into account when you are considering putting in an offer before auction. So let's have a look first at, um, at the positives and why you would consider doing this. The main reason that people t- tend to consider putting in an offer before auction is to catch others off guard. Um, there's plenty involved with buying property, as we all know, so much in terms of research. People, in terms of the process that they'll be following, they may want to do a second inspection. Uh, They may want to get a family member or perhaps a friend through a property as well, Uh, need to do building inspections, Um, may want to look at an alternate property to compare against this one that you are considering, need to get finance organized, might need to get a contract reviewed by a solicitor. So there's a lot of things that need to be ticked off before someone's prepared to either submit an offer or to bid at auction. So if you as a buyer are able to catch people off guard and perhaps get in and submit an offer that is deemed acceptable to the vendor before other buyers are are through that process, then you might be able to catch them off guard. Um, and then they may not feel comfortable in, in following through on a process if they haven't been able to do all those things. So that's probably the main reason to consider doing it. Obviously, in order to do that, you need to get in fairly early within a campaign because the later in the campaign uh, you are, the more time it's going to give other buyers to do their due diligence. Another good reason to, to consider this is to take advantage of perhaps low expectations from a vendor or from an agent, perhaps not with the understanding of what a property may well be worth and, and how the levels of interest may be for that type of property in the marketplace. So if you see a, a low quote, for instance, um, and an agent might have indicated that expectations are in line with that quote when you have inspected the property, then there could be an opportunity there to perhaps purchase beforehand and take out the um, the competition from from other buyers. Uh, it can be sometimes that, as I said before, that you've got a naive vendor, or perhaps an agent might be an out of area agent, or perhaps an inexperienced agent doesn't necessarily deal in that type of property as often, and therefore the quote is conservative. If you get in again early in the campaign um, and perhaps submit something that's slightly above what they were expecting to achieve. They feel good, feel like they've had a win, but you know full well because of the knowledge that you've got in that marketplace that you're well and truly in front. And I'll, I've got a really good example of that um, in the, the case studies that I'll, I'll talk to you about a little bit later on in the, in the podcast. The next one um, 
another reason to do this is to take advantage or, or take away, I should say, the emotion that an auction can sometimes bring. So many buyers, and this is what um, auction is and, and one of the main reasons that people do go to auction, is to try, buyers do get carried away at auctions and they get caught up in the emotion, they get caught up in the competition, um, they're worried about missing out to someone else um, and the white line fever, so to speak, can kick in. Um, but buying before auction can take that emotion away and it can be quite a clinical process. And so some buyers actually feel because it is that clinical in nature that they don't feel comfortable and they don't get as wrapped up. And so they, they are more conservative with what they're prepared to put forward. I've certainly had that discussion with plenty of our clients when there is that lack of transparency around that perhaps what you might be prepared to pay at auction, you may not be prepared to pay um, at a, in a pre-auction offer process. So as a, as a competitor and as a buyer, you may be able to take advantage of that and put something forward and, and not have to compete against an emotionally charged um, competitor on the day of an auction. Um, the other reason, and this one's not as common, um, but something to consider perhaps in, in certain parts or certain areas, is that some buyers may not be able to buy at auction um, as a result of terms that they may need to put on. So if you need to put forward um, or you need to buy conditionally in some form, Obviously, at an auction, uh, you're going to find that very difficult. Most um, vendors and agents are going to reject any conditions. Whereas if you can submit an offer that's deemed acceptable with conditions outside of three business days of the deemed auction date, then you may be able to submit an offer that might be subject to finance or it might be subject to a building inspection or perhaps even if you're fortunate enough, and this is highly unusual, but subject to successful sale of another property. Now, most properties or people or agents and vendors that are going to accept these sorts of terms probably won't auction in the first place. They'll probably go down the private sale or expression of interest path. But sometimes it does happen. And if the campaign isn't tracking as well, you might be able to take advantage of that and submit something um, prior to that might uh, enable you to put those, those conditions into the offer. So certainly something to consider. Um, less likely than some of the others, but certainly uh, something to consider for those in that position. Okay, so let's have a look at some of the, the negatives, the cons that we might talk about and why perhaps you wouldn't consider doing this. And, and the first one is probably the lack of transparency that can come about by putting in an offer beforehand. The wonderful thing about the auction process is it does allow for absolute transparency. Um, as a buyer and as a bidder, you can decide when you want to bid, you can decide how much you want to bid, and you can decide how often you want to bid. Um, but the other benefit is that you can see who you're bidding against and you can see how much they're bidding. Um, and you also get a, a fairly in, good indication as a result of that uh, how much more you're prepared to pay than other people. Uh, the pre-auction offer doesn't allow for this. The agent is in absolute control of that process and the transparency disappears very quickly and it enables them to manipulate the process in favour of the vendor, which is obviously their job, but the transparency that an auction offers and enables you is that you can see everything that's going on. Uh, so that's certainly favourable from a vendor's perspective which leads into the next one, which is that you lose control of the process. As I said above, um, there are a number of things that you can control at an auction. With a pre-auction offer, the agent takes all of that control away. They're, they are able to know how many other parties that, that you're um, competing against, which you will not know. Um, they can obviously determine what the level of interest is and they can drip feed that to you to give you as little or as much of that information as they want to. You don't know the terms of that other offer. Now, obviously, there's different settlement terms when you're bidding at auction that, that may have been agreed to, but you know that everyone's on a conditional basis. You might submit an offer um, pre-auction 
and you, if it's outside the the um, the, cool, the three business days of the auction, your offer might be conditional um, and favourable on all terms, but perhaps the price is a little bit less, and someone else might be submitting something that's higher than yours, but has a number of conditions that aren't as ideal. And more often than not, the agent might disclose or give you indications that there's a higher offer, but they won't necessarily tell you that that higher offer is conditional and the vendor's really not all that keen on it. So these are sorts of things that you, you don't get and you lose that control of that process. Um, and you also don't necessarily know, and, and again, you don't know this in the auction process either, but perhaps you've seen there might be a, an adjoining owner that's interested in the property at an auction. You might see them walk out of their house and start bidding. Um, that gives you a fairly good idea that they're very, very motivated to purchase a property. Um, and But the biggest risk, and this is probably what does concern a lot of people when they're putting in a pre-auction offer, is that you may pay more than what you need to pay. Now, one of the things that's really important when you are considering putting in a pre-auction offer is who is driving this process? Is it you that wants to put it forward or is it the agent that's really encouraging you to put the offer in? Because if it's the agent, there's usually a reason and a motivation for it. And most likely that's going to be that they've got probably got limited other interest from other buyers um, or perhaps you are the only interested party in the property. There might be other parties, but they perhaps have got interest at much lower levels. And if you go to the auction, you're going to see that and that's going to put you in a much stronger negotiating position. So the, the agent is going to want to avoid that situation. Again, by encouraging you to do something before auction, they're back in control. They can control how much you know or don't know. And therefore, you won't see um, that there's perhaps not other parties that are interested at the same level that you are. Um, so they are in a stronger negotiating position because they can um, perhaps manipulate uh, the concerns that you might have or the worries that you might have in terms of missing out on the property. So these are the, all the things that need to be considered when you're looking at putting in something for. So what should you do? Well, the most important thing and the first thing if we are considering doing this is to ask the question around how is the process going to work? Because every agent does things differently. And I've seen as to the extreme where different agents within an agency handle a pre-auction offer or, or a negotiation differently. So it's really, really important every time you consider doing this, that you ask that question to find out if there is going to be a contest and if there's other parties interested, how are they going to handle the negotiation? Is it going to perhaps be a highest and best scenario where you get one crack at putting in an offer, that's it? Uh, is it going to be um, the person that puts in the first acceptable offer will get the last crack at putting in a, a final offer as well? And will the offers during that process be disclosed? Um, the ideal, if it's going to go down this path, is probably that you'll get a boardroom auction because if you put something in you'll, and then there is someone that wants to contest, well, you're still going to get the transparency that an auction um, offers. Unfortunately, as a buyer, you don't get to dictate that. Um, but if you did, that's certainly the selection process that you would go down. And some agents will go down a back and forth process where they'll just go back and forth with every buyer that's interested and you've got to then rely that they are telling you the truth, that they are increasing, that they are getting increased offers from other buyers um, that are actually genuinely there as well. So there's a lot more risk. So you do need to get a really clear understanding as to how that will play out so that you can then determine your strategy and how you're going to approach the offer process. The other thing to ask is, are they going to have to refer to other buyers? Some agents, if they get an acceptable offer, are more than happy to just wrap it up and sell it on the spot. And that's usually pretty enticing if you get the right offer um, and you can get it done. You don't have to compete. You can put something in. 
in most circumstances, they're going to want to go back rightly to all other parties to be fair so that everyone gets a crack at it. I mean, obviously, you yourself would be very disappointed if someone else had that opportunity and you weren't um, given the chance to put something forward. The other question that's really important to understand is how the offer needs to be submitted. So does it need to be on a contract? Um, now that we've got all digital signatures, do they want all the details so that the agent will fill it out and then write, send it out to you? Um, some agents are more than happy for you to just document all of the um, the details of the auction on an email. Uh, sorry, of the offer. Sorry, on an email. So your details, your name, address, uh, the price, the deposit, the settlement terms, those sorts of things. Um, some are happy for it to be via text message, and others are happy for it to just be verbal over the phone. So really important to get an understanding as to what they expect. But also, have they actually got a contract ready? Because if they don't have a contract ready, there's no point in putting an offer forward because it's not going to be binding. Um, so you could put the offer forward and they'll say, oh, we'll have a contract ready for you in a week's time. And then that offer is then shopped around to other parties and they call you up and say, the contract's ready, but we've now got someone else who's prepared to pay $20,000 more than you. Would you like to increase it? So all you've done is show your hand. So make sure that there's a way to lock the, um, the vendor in if you're going to submit an offer beforehand. Um, the most successful, obviously, is to do it as early in the campaign as possible. So if you're going to submit an offer, if you're doing it a week out from the auction, you're not likely to be catching anyone off guard. So one of the major reasons to do this um, has been taken away from you. Most people, by, you get, by the time you get to the last week of, an, um, of a campaign, if you submit an offer, most other buyers, if they're genuinely interested, are still going to be in a position to be able to move. So you lose the, the benefit of doing it. Um, but the most important thing to remember is that, as I said earlier, it's not a one-size-fits-all strategy. Every time you go down this process, you need to clearly understand how it's going to work. Okay, so let's have a look at the um, some case studies. And what, I was going, what I'll do here is um, I do have an endless supply of stories that I could talk to you about. But um, I thought we'd look at um, a scenario where it's been beneficial to submit an offer and where we've decided not to submit an offer for a different reason. So the, part, the first one is um, where I, we successfully did. Uh, we uh, had a, a home buyer client who'd we'd identified a, um, a perfect property for them basically as soon as it hit the market. We thought even on face value, looking at it online, that the, um, the quote seemed very conservative. So I managed to get through it the first open for inspection and because I felt like the property was going to be perfect for the client, rather than go through myself and then talk to them about it, um, I said to them, asked them if they could come along, they were available and happy to. So we both went to the first inspection and they loved it and it was um, absolutely perfect for what they were after. And we were right, the quote was very light. So I asked the agent immediately, would they be prepared to look at an auction? Did they have a contract ready? And the answer was yes to both. They were happy to do that. Um, and I also asked what the offer process would be if there was someone to contest it. And fortunately, in this scenario, it was a boardroom auction. So everything was ticking boxes for being favorable to putting in an auction, uh, sorry, an offer before auction. Um, the quote on this property at the time was one to 1.1 mil. And I had really, really good sales that supported paying in excess of 1.3 if we needed to um, under competition at an auction. So given that the agent had indicated to me that the, the vendor was very much in line with their quote and anything at the top end of the quote price, they would be more that they'll be very happy with. We submitted an offer a tick over that just to really um, make sure that they were comfortable with it and that they were going to accept it. Um, and that wasn't going to be shopped around um, 
to see if there was other interested parties. It was, yes, it would be accepted. We will have to let everyone else know. But um, so we submitted 1.125 on that property, which was acceptable. They did the ring around and, I, and I, the, we inspected the property on the Saturday. I submitted the offer on the Monday because we were able to get a building inspection done in the morning. We submitted it in the afternoon um, and they had a boardroom auction the following, or they scheduled a boardroom auction for the Tuesday the following day, but it, it didn't proceed because they did the ring around. No one else was ready to be able to to be involved, so they were happy to accept it and sold the property, which was great. My clients were very happy. Um, two months later, a similar property just around the corner um, went through a full auction campaign and ended up selling for just over 1.3. So needless to say, our clients were, were very happy with that process. Now, the alternate is to not submit an offer when when this gets driven. And what we had um, in a more recent scenario was that we'd found a, a home for a client and it was a lovely property uh, that we'd inspected fairly early in the campaign, not necessarily the first Saturday, but it was certainly early on. And we were in a fairly flat market at the time. Now, the, I asked about offers beforehand, which I tend to do if it's the property's interested, in, um, interesting for a client. And in this instance, it wasn't necessarily because I want to submit something myself. It was more to be aware if someone else submitted one, I wanted to, to understand whether it would be um, considered and whether I'd need to be ready to be able to, to respond to that. And they did say that, yes, they would be considered. And I said, okay, we'll just keep me informed. Um, so we got through the campaign. We'd been doing our due diligence. And on the Monday before the auction was scheduled to occur, the agent called and um, suggested submitting an offer. And I said, no, look, not at this stage. We're pretty close to the auction and we were comfortable going going to auction. So, but obviously if you do get something, we'd be, we'd be interested to know. She came back the next day to me and said that they'd had an offer um, and were we now interested in submitting something? And I said to her, well, is the offer acceptable? And, I, and she said, oh, look, I'll, I'll need, to cons- need to check. We haven't um, run it past the, age, uh, the vendors yet, which I found a little bit odd. Um, so whether there was a genuine offer there or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I said, look, if it's acceptable, then certainly let me know. But otherwise, no, we're still comfortable going to auction. She came back and said, look, the vendors decided that they'd prefer to go to auction, which again was a few red flags, but happy to go to auction. So we turned up at the auction on the day um, and unsurprisingly, um, no bidding. So but put in a vendor bid. I eventually put in a, a genuine bid just over the top of that, um, which was not contested by anyone else and the property passed in. Um, and then we were able to negotiate and purchase it right towards the bottom end of the quote price. So again, clients were very, very happy. They were prepared to pay in excess of that if they needed to, but the strategy was right not to submit something because the uh, the price that the agents had been suggesting that we should submit something was certainly at the top end of the range. And I didn't feel as though we needed to pay that in that scenario. So it worked out really, really well. So yeah, I, I guess the important thing with, with buying before auction is as always, and I, I might sound like a broken record, but is to do your research and make sure it's going to be the best scenario for you. But always, if someone else wants to, to start that process, to be ready to respond to that so that you can be involved and you don't miss out on a property. Anyway, thanks very much for joining me for episode 50 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. As always, feel free to share the podcast far and wide. We really want to continue to build things. So with family, friends, colleagues, anyone who's got any interest. And if you would like further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, please visit the website, wakeland.com.au. We wish you all the best with your property decisions.